Week four in the books, episode three of the podcast here. We got uh, Kevin, Scott, and Danny. First timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Ty got mouthy with me on Twitter. R.E. Aaron Rodgers, Mason <laughs> Rudolph, so I tell him to take the week off, you know, clear his mind, get back to the team later. You also like Dalton, though. Well, you know, Andy Dalton is better than Mason Rudolph, but... <laughs> I think that's up for debate, man. Well, you can debate it all you want, but... <laughs> I think Mason Rudolph's turn for a 30-plus touchdown season. Uh, anyways, we got a lot to jump into here. Might as well dive right into the trade. The first trade in years, we were saying, I mean, when's the last trade? Like, Coltis might have had one vetoed a couple years ago. Yeah, I think we vetoed one of his. Yeah, me and Hips um, a few years back. Gio Bernard, Allen Robinson trade that won me my first title. I <laughs> uh, can also remember trading Jeff. Trent Richardson for Justin Blackman. I remember that trade. <laughs> it's a very, prime trade. That was an amazing beautiful. trade looking back on it. <laughs> yeah. yep. I got the better of the deal because Justin Blackman got kicked out of football two games later and I didn't have to worry about him, where Jeff had to deal with Trent Richardson for the rest of the season. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what's worse there? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, anyways, uh, Colditz trading with Surdy, Sterling Shepard, and DJ Chark for DK Metcalf. Singletary, I don't know his first name. Devin Singletary. I'm gonna say Devin, but I'm not positive. He's the best player in the trade. I don't even know his first name, but anyway, it is Rashad Penny. Obviously, Colts is a avid listener of the podcast because we just talked about Rashad Penny taking the reins from Chris Carson any week now. Yep. Just not yet after last week's game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Carson put up a nice, nice game. I'm starting to think uh, we should make the podcast premium. Make everybody pay five dollars for mm-hmm. uh, you know season long, five dollars yeah. per month, something like that. Then. Colts can't get our free tips, you know, because <laughs> he needs them. He needs them these days. We'll start up a Patreon with all the all the good tips. Mm-hmm. Put some nudes on there. You yeah, know, everybody's yeah. got to pay. Buck a month. Yeah, pays so for the clause. So, yeah. Interesting trade though, because I think I think Surdy wins the trade right now, but Colts is banking on winning it by week sixteen because he's not getting anybody that can help him right now besides Singletary. Yeah. Right. I mean, is he coming well, back this week? He's got a Q next to his name, so it's up for up for debate. Plus, Frank Gore looks pretty good, actually, and pretty explosive for a... When doesn't Frank Gore do this? <laughs> I know. It's every year. Different I played team, against him this week. Different yeah. team. Still gets it done. Is mm. Met- did Metcalf play last week? Ah, uh, he had... He did. He did. I had a lot of him on DK. Yeah. Didn't do much. Yeah. I think he had one I, point. I think he's also a part of this, this puzzle that... Uh, I think his outlook's a little... Is, is just as good as, as the guys that Grant's getting. Um, but it's hard, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I mean DJ Chark is looks like a beast. Yeah, he does. And Shepard's yeah. new situation with Daniel Jones at the helm looks, I guess, positive for now. But uh, and Minshew yeah. can throw the ball. Dude, he's looked really solid. I got more for us on Minshew later. Don't worry. I got, <laughs> I got some Minshew stats for us. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you chark three ch- three touchdowns? Three touchdowns? Yeah. Chark makes me want to say everything with a CH in front of it. <laughs> I don't know why. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Tar- targets are good after week one, which was his biggest week, too. Right when Colt said he made a trade, and I looked at the app, and I saw he made a trade with Grant, first thought... It's a slimy move, Colts. Yeah. Iffy move. <laughs> the first, uh, yeah, the first thing you always think is like, what did Rob think he was pulling the wool over Grant's eyes here? Like, what, what did he think he was like, like stiffing him on this trade with? And I mm-hmm. guess he thinks, obviously, Singletary is probably just he thinks he's going to blow up and definitely. 
Yeah, and Met- yeah, Metcalf can be a streamer throwing buys. Yeah, all it takes him is one play to beat somebody. Yep. Let me also briefly mention that Colditz is wholeheartedly committed this year to watching bad football. <laughs> he has no desire to watch good football teams. I mean, he is trading for Buffalo Bills and Seattle Seahawks. I mean, Seattle might might be a playoff team, but it's bad football you're watching if you're watching Seattle. There's no doubt about it. I don't know. I mean, what's their record right now? Oh, let me also state, since the first five minutes of this podcast, anybody that listens to this tonight, put in a bid on Jacoby Brissett because there's no way Colts is making this trade without absolutely banking on having Jacoby Brissett tomorrow for under $8. <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee Jacoby Brissett's the starter next week. <laughs> Yeah, the, the already giving up on Danny Dimes after one week was an interesting uh, interesting move as well. I thought that was intriguing that he he elected to make that drop. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Danny Dimes is a horrible nickname. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you got like a New Jersey accent, it's probably cool. But other than that, I can take it or leave it. He's got a pretty goofy picture on uh, Yahoo, too. Did you see what he was dressed like going into the game? People were saying substitute math teacher and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think it was the look he was going for. It's not a not a not a earth shattering trade here, but it's a trade, so you know, it's something to build on. Hopefully, our league can get some more of those in. We need some yeah some constant action. I think Surdy needs wideouts. Ross went down. Yep. I just played him as receivers didn't do much. So two guys that are kind of kind of putting up some some points here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the short Could term, I think Grant's got to be pretty happy with it. But running backs, looking if you just look at the waiver wire for running backs right now, it's it's super ugly. If you look at everybody's teams for RB2s and flexes, it's pretty brutal. So I guess that's sort of what, what Coles is banking on there. But uh, pretty, you know, not not a vetoable trade, at least we'll say that, which is yeah, certainly rare. Certainly but, uh, yeah, I think it looks fine. And, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how it's going to shake out. Yeah, I like to see trades go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I hate when they're vetoed right. unless it's yeah, we're basically just, you know collusion. Yeah, it's like they were willing to do it, so I do can't hate that. on them. You could have done it as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was nobody really is that disconnected that they're gonna yeah. drop the ball with the trade. Was there like a Colditz and Hips trade that got vetoed? Was it Colditz yeah. and Hips trade that got vetoed? I think it was last year or two years, years ago. But that's a combo. Really I don't like that combo. All right, <laughs> any yeah. trade that Hips is perform if Hips is out of the playoffs. Yeah, that, I think that's what it was. Hips was like out of the playoffs. He should, his team should be locked. Yeah. If he's zero and four, zero and five, <laughs> his team should be locked. Sorry, Hips. Most likely person to you know offer up money as a bribe. I don't know. I don't want to say these things out loud, but. I mean, he was either a member or grew up a member of St. Clair Country Club, so, you know, yeah, money... It's got to mean something. Money is the thing, you know? Yeah. We're just saying they're suspect. Yeah. yeah. We don't trust many of the owners in this league, let alone, you know, that that pairing has just got a little dicey. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's a little rough anyway. to the core. But, yeah, let's jump into the matchups here, because we want to keep it under an hour today, or yeah, tonight, so... We got a lot of matchups to discuss, more than usual. No, same as usual, just <laughs> six. Um, first one I want to talk about is King Quan Colditz, hundred point seven zero, beating twenty one carat Zeke. That's Jeff's team, eighty nine point six two. I feel like it's a good one to start with because, I mean, out of every matchup in our league, I feel like most people take notice of Jeff versus Colditz. Like uh, that's a matchup everybody looks at. It's yeah. definitely a big one. One of the biggest rivalries in our league, I'd say. I was trying to explain to Danielle why it'd be a big rivalry. I was like, they're kind of like the thought of as the two best in the league, but I was like, 
you know what? I don't know if they, I don't know if uh, that's accurate anymore. <laughs> Colts particularly, but I was like, they kind of thought I was the two smartest in the league. I don't know if that's accurate either, but like, <laughs> you know, we kind of give it to them anyways. Close friends. Mm-hmm. Yep, they. Uh, I think they play around of golf. They determine some kind of draft order situation. Oh which yeah, I forgot about that. That's big. I think we all forget about and we just sort of let go. But if we really dug into, there's some kind of like. There's got to be some kind of, like, mathematical advantage that it gives them to have this, like, side bet someone gets the other person's pick. Like, have we, I don't have know we what allowed that, too? Because who would you want if they had the first pick and they swapped? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little, it's, it's, it's a little it's, dicey. There's something it's a there, gray area. and I'll never be smart enough to figure out what it is, but there's got to be some kind of thing where, like, it just increases their odds of a higher pick for both of them. or that Something's up. Something's fishy about it, but... You know, we'll, we'll never get to the bottom of it officially. Yeah. We might, we might see who's won the golf matchup more too. Yeah, that's true. Is it one way every time? Yeah, they about both the same handicap. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's yeah, but yeah, like is there within the within that golf match? Like Colditz thinks he's actually getting an advantage, or there's there's something there. We'll get to the bottom of it. We'll we'll put together like a YouTube investigation at some point, but it's just it might be a little a little beyond us by at this point. uh, With their matchup, though, there's something interesting here. Jeff going into Sunday Night Football. Colditz was down with players, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So Jeff is down 33 points, and he's got Dak and Zeke going on Sunday Night Football. Which side of that would you rather be on? Would you rather be down 33 with Dak and Zeke, no matter the matchup, or would you rather be up 33 and sweating it out? I think I'd rather be down. I think I would expect, like, if Zeke's going to give you 15 and then you're just sort of rolling the dice on Dak, breaking 20 at that point, I guess. Um, which is, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, he's I love been killing that. it this year, so you figure he's going to do it. Yeah. But just one of the most disappointing performances. I mean, right. Dak, Dak giving you eight points. I mean, that's got to be just one of the, I mean, one of the worst quarterback stat lines we've seen. I mean, I mean not even really a stat line, but just. Yeah. Is the jury still points. out on Dak, though? Is he elite yet? I think he's the second best quarterback in the league. I think he's second. If, if I had to win this year, if I had to win the most regular season games possible after Pat Mahomes, I'm taking Dak Prescott because I think he's uh, he's not bad at anything. He's above average at everything, and as long as you don't surround him with a bad team, he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's got a good line. Yeah, Cooper, who I thought was going to regress, has still looked pretty good. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. Zeke, obviously. I mean, Jeff simultaneously got screwed and got extremely lucky because New England D, 25 points, whatever. <laughs> McCall Hardman, minus one, that, yeah. minus point one, that's, that's not going to happen. That's no. crazy. And then uh, Odell with three. Yeah, that's... Seemed like Jarvis had a game early, at least from what I remember. Yeah, I think Jarvis put up 20. Well, you know, I just saw him LinkedIn. They let me know that Jeff moved back to Pittsburgh. So, welcome back home, Jeff. Soul, soul medical. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I didn't read what kind of job he had, but you know, I'm ready. He's back in the the greater Pittsburgh area, as okay. LinkedIn likes to put it. Yep. But um, welcome back to uh, Pittsburgh, Jeff. Coldest is about to beat you on kind of pure luck <laughs> after Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott combined for like 20 points. I mean, plus. I mean, check this out. He sits Stephon Diggs after he's been the, probably the biggest disappointment in fantasy football through three weeks. He drops 12.3. If he plays Diggs instead of Hardman, that's a 12.4 sw- 
point swing, mm-hmm. he wins. Yeah. That was his last second decision, probably. Mm-hmm. And I would have made the same decision Hardman over Diggs all day in that situation. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah, those yeah, are. Vikings pass game has been pretty pretty terrible this year. Fun uh, fun fact about Will Disley, him and Russell Wilson do do Bible study together. <laughs> I heard that the mm-hmm. other day. So no wonder why yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah. So maybe Colts can uh, wiggle his way into that Bible study group and they can all <laughs> hold hands and talk about you know. and classic Patriots running back right there Rex Burkhead could have 20 touches or he could have one catch for 7 yards <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane unbelievable and how about Chris Godwin I mean that was back to back weeks where Tampa is just I guess committed to just chucking it like 55-60 times a game and mm-hmm. this is what we're going to see but I, <laughs> and Winston dropped 30 as well so yeah, on Colts' bench, too. That, that, I will say on a side note, that freaking, yeah, on Colts' bench. Yeah. He refuses to ride the Winston train. Yeah. He refuses to ride it. And now he's <laughs> dropping Jones in the trade. Colts, yeah. you don't got to be his Uber driver. You just got to start him. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Eat those Ws. Don't got to get groped. Like, I, I have some good stats here. I feel like uh, I like doing these stats over the podcast, but, like, since you don't see them, like, in writing, like, it's not as good as, I don't know. It's not as good as seeing him in writing, so everybody's got to listen to this. But so last 500 carries of both of these players' careers right now, up to right now. I think I've seen this. Yeah, I favorite these things on Twitter, so I'm getting these stats for Twitter, That's so you guys I'm are seeing, seeing them. Yeah. But anyway, Zeke Elliott, 500 last 500 carries, 2,261 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns for 4.5 yards per attempt. Derrick Henry, 2,260 2, rushing yards. One less rushing yard than Zeke Elliott. 23 rushing touchdowns. Wow. So, last 500 carries, Derrick Henry's been hands down better than Zeke. Almost twice the, the touchdowns. Especially, you got to think, Henry wasn't doing much early on in those carries. I feel like it's the last second 250 where Derrick Henry's, like, finally been good. Yeah. That's, that's a shocking stat. That being like, said, rest of the season, who would you rather have? I mean, I mean, I'd rather have Zeke. Every same thing. That's the point that makes down, no man. sense. But, but is, he, is Henry more the focal point in the Titans' offense? Because yeah. they they don't have much. If they're winning, he's a beast. If they're losing, yeah. he's invisible. Yeah. So, I don't know. there. Vrabel's a guy that wants to run the ball. Yeah. yeah, he wants to be old school as much as possible. Uh, also, I thought an interesting stat: Colts has scored exactly between 100 and 110 points in every week this season. Hmm. So, you break 110, you're going to beat him. Less than 100, you're not going to beat him. You know? Yes, so he's, he's cracked 100 every week? Cracked 100 every week, but hasn't cracked 110 in any week. That's, that's interesting. So, I get why he's itching to make a trade at that point. You feel like you're on the precipice, but you haven't, you know, you haven't broken through that grass, glass ceiling. That I feel like the ceiling. whole league, too, hasn't. It's like other than a couple people each week putting up big points. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been low... low uh, Low points so far. You guys can speak for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Just especially, wait. Uh, especially this week. 600. Right. Especially this week was one of the one of the poopiest weeks we've seen in scoring-wise. I mean, I'd see poopiest. Uh, yeah, it might be. So we had one, two, three, only four, five people uh, broke 100, but barely. Colditz had 100.7. Girth Brooks, Chaffee only had 101. Uh high at 106 so like people are not besides Dan at one high point this week nobody really uh, put up a nice showing today so 
Well, speaking of uh, poop, we got another uh, <laughs> got another match. You guys like that transition? Yeah. yeah. Dogs that poop fast. Fowler, ninety-seven point seven eight. Hips boss, eighty-seven point four eight. That's um, a tough one. Yeah. You that's... see someone score under hundred, you think you have a shot? Yeah. yeah that's the worst. You to still lose a matchup like that. Lose. Lose. Um, hips. That looks looking bleak for hips. Let's be honest. Um, I think we're going to see him in the trade market soon. Might as well tell say it right now because uh, we're about fifteen minutes in the podcast. At this point, hips is uh, he's xing out. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's here, about to hear his matchup, and we're about to hit the twenty-five minute mark when we're done with this matchup, and hips is gone. <laughs> so hips, while you're here, that looks bleak for your team, bro. <laughs> um, you failed to score one hundred points in each of the first four weeks. That's about as bad as a sign as you can have. And I think the biggest thing has been Duke Johnson kind of sucks. Uh, he started Aguilar this week after I think he dropped like 75% of the balls thrown to him, even though he put up 20 last week. Some guy was catching babies in Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, and yeah. went on the news and was like, I didn't drop these babies like Aguilar dropped the football. <laughs> it's hard to follow that one up. He got in Aguilar's head. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. I, you know, Aguilar might as well. On the bright, bright side for Hips, like, I don't blame him on any of his players. Like, Baker Mayfield, I was high on coming into the air. Duke Johnson, I'm super high on coming into the air. I still think yeah. he's really good. The I, Texans. I do too. It just makes no sense. What's them getting. It's like them getting high. He was good initially. Kind of hasn't been that good the last, what, week or two? I'd love to get to Bill O'Brien later because I think he's the worst coach in football. I don't even think it's close. I think his only qualification for coaching NFL football is rehabilitating a college football program that was known for child molestation before he got there. <laughs> and then he made them okay again. And, he yeah. and then he got an NFL head coach. It's ridiculous. And then he plays this hard-o, too. I hope he fucking chokes on a pretzel or something. <laughs> like, I hate Bill O'Brien. He thought Duke Johnson so actually would be more involved after... Did you see Deshaun Watson break down the defense to that reporter? I, I didn't his, click his it, game. I saw the headline. It was here. real quick, but it was cool. And he was just like, yeah, they weren't letting us take any shots. It's like... All right, so you got to run the ball, yeah. and they still didn't. Bill O'Brien is robbing all of us from prime Deshaun Watson. We should be watching Deshaun Watson put up Deshaun Watson not necessarily Pat Mahomes numbers, but like close. I mean, close. Yeah, he's if he went to the Chiefs, he he'd be just fine like Pat Mahomes. Like yeah. we could be watching one of the most exciting teams in the league, and Bill O'Brien's making them hand the ball to Carlos Hyde fifteen times a game, and yeah. between tackles, it's ridiculous. Yeah, their lines. Not the best either, so. But he's had five years to correct that. That's been their issue for five years. And to your point about thinking Dak's the second best quarterback, I think the only rebuttal I would have to that would be to Sean if he wasn't in the worst system of all time and just like wasting his talent. I agree. Last week a lot was made of me saying I could tackle LaShawn McCoy. (laughs) I could coach the Texans to more wins than Bill O'Brien. I swear to fucking God. (laughs) Right now, like, I will... I will... Cut my hand open and squeeze the blood out on, like, you know, witch paper or whatever, yeah. like, uh, ritual. I got some witch paper in my car. Yeah, hey. You know, let's do it. We'll get it. We'll I'm have ready. a seance. Like the jersey on Disney Channel. <laughs> I'll put on the jersey. I'll be Bill O'Brien for a day. <laughs> Lead the Texans to a big win, you know? He's just the guy that's hung on to his job year after year. Yeah. And you're not really sure how. It's because yeah. he worked for Belichick for, what, a year? Couple of years, I don't know. He didn't even want to draft Sean Watson. He he said no, and the GM overruled him, and the GM got fired for some reason. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so we haven't talked about this game at all, but I feel like uh, this is a a sign that for once in Fowler's ten year fantasy career, Lady Luck is on his side. Yeah, he scores less than hundred, still wins. 
Juju has to be the biggest disappointment on his team. Obviously, you can't control Ben going down, but yeah, not his fault. But your first round pick was that his first pick or his second pick? I don't remember, but doesn't way, matter. His bookend, yeah, yeah. yeah I think way, he was second. Um, I mean, as as well as Mason may or may not have played, I think he, his his eye level doesn't leave beyond the ten yard line, and he checks everything down. And I just think Juju's in for a rough a rough stretch here coming up. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. Like, open it up. his first three games weren't terrible. He just hasn't had that like hundred yard, yeah, eight he catch game. Games he's tried. Or, he's done it's it all been himself. Like, basically, it's yeah, been like five sixty touchdown. Yeah, he had that one what seventy five yarder. That's what we're used to seeing from him. But can I be honest about what the Steelers should have done? The second Ben went down, they should have put Juju on the IR, not let him play a single game the rest of the season. Yeah, they should have. Uh, I don't know. That's the only good player they have. That's not developing anymore and is kind of developed, but like the Steelers should have immediately done that and put in Declan Hodges. I don't even know his name. I'm guessing that's his name. I think it's Devlin. Devlin Hodges. They should have put him in and intentionally lost every game this year and then drafted, you know, whatever quarterbacks. I mean, that that, that way you pull the Band-Aid off and then after Roethlisberger retires, you you automatically have your... your yeah. Protege, you know, you don't have to worry about trading for Mike Fitzpatrick because you have an offense that'll score thirty points a game still. Yeah, and you don't need to. I mean, yeah, part of that equation too is not giving up a first round pick, obviously. But yeah. uh, but Fitzpatrick is, I think he's worth it, just not in the context of the Steelers situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's all dependent on Ben next year. If it was right or wrong. Yeah. So hips lost by ten. We, we pretty much agree with everything he did. Yeah. Um, not his fault. He, what could he have done? Like, he could have started, started no. D.D. Westbrook, but he's been pooping his pants every week. so And he wouldn't have won anyways. Yeah. So. I mean, you know. Can, <laughs> I so guess he can sleep year. at night. But, uh, it's a rough year. What do you rough. do? You know, Sanders, maybe Baker, maybe Baker sneaky pick, too. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty solid. That's yeah. the one pick of his I've ripped on. And uh, he would have thought Flacco could. Every week on the podcast, yeah, i got to admit I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, podcast, or podcast. Flacco is like the one quarterback I'd less want to have than Mason Rudolph. Probably 31 Rudolph, 32 Flacco is what I'd say. I know Ty's out there just gritting his teeth. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like the batter in Little Big League when he puts his hands together and rubs the baseball bat and it like sawdust comes sawdust out of his palms. That's every time I talk shit on Mason Rudolph. Uh, so who do we got next? We got... Hey, speaking of Ty, another another smooth transition. Where's Bottom. he at? Yeah. So Le'Veon likes his dollar signs. Ty, 106.30. Back-to-back Dave, 97.64. Um, we haven't talked about records at all. Obviously, Fowler's undefeated now. Uh, Hips doesn't have a win. Jeff and Colditz are both 2-2. Two and two. Uh, This is a big game because Ty goes to 3-1, where Dave goes to 1-3. I mean... That Dave's name's looking right? more suspect every week. <laughs> yeah, it's bad juju. Yep, it is bad juju. Um, this is the closest match of the week, believe it or not. Ooh. Nine points. Dave is in wide receiver hell right now. <laughs> Look at this. Inman and Holland. <laughs> First of all, Inman major props for Dave for starting Inman because I put him in all my DK lineups and he was great. But I mean, that's a good waiver wire grab. Yeah, but having having to start Hollands from the Eagles. Is is rough. That's a rough patch. He should have been. I mean, he should have been talking to Colditz in hindsight about all these trades. Mm-hmm. Colditz was shopping, but and even someone like OJ Howard, so hyped before the year. Yeah, 
they put up yeah, they've, 55 they've points and he only has 4.8. How many times did Jameis throw the ball? It had to be a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, all the tight ends kind of suck this year, honestly, <clears throat> in this league. I mean, there's a couple that... Except that Waller like, pickup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Waller, Waller's been the best. I, yeah. Yeah, Waller, <clears throat> little, obviously Kelsey bounced back last week. There are some good ones, but it's it's kind of a shit show. Um, what else can we say about this? <clears throat> Devonta Freeman actually did something with his life. I got, a, Connor, got a question here. Can Ty continue to thrive on the Fournette-Lindsay running back combo? Is that sustainable? Uh, shocking to see what Fournette did, honestly. I mean, I wrote him off. I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, probably more of like his situation than anything. But, uh, yeah, if Minshew's the truth and the Jags are just going to be running away with it, maybe it is. I don't know. No touchdowns from Fournette is a tough one, too, after putting up 220. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I think just playing football in Jacksonville in and of itself is kind of a cancer. Like, none of these guys want to be there. No. Yeah, and their owner's ridiculous. a ridiculous person. Yeah, that mustache. <laughs> Con, whatever. Yeah, the curly, uh, that curly mustache. It's great. He's like a like, supervillain. <laughs> Who would you rather have the rest of the season? Fournette and Lindsay? Or James Conner and Devontae Freeman? Mm. I mean, Assuming this, Conner's healthy. Yeah, I was say, this Conner's probably, what, first somewhat big game? Yeah, he, he looked okay. He still didn't look great running the ball, honestly. I mean, he was our probably our best receiver. He'd a beast run. He did have, he did have a good run. But, like, on the whole, I think it was like two yards in a cloud of dust. With a couple broken plays, mm-hmm. um, and I thought Samuel looked like the better like between the tackles guy last night in spots. Oh, definitely by um, far, yeah. It's yeah, it's it. But I mean, the the screen pass obviously to Connor was sick, and there was that one run where he uh, I forget if it was a run or a screen where he pretty much looked like he was getting stopped at the ten, and then almost scored it like mm-hmm. just dragging people, spinning, jumping. Oh, it was, was awesome. it was amazing. That was like the kind of Connor we expect to see every week and. Uh, we finally got a glimpse. I think I'd lean on that question. I think I'd still lean Connor and Freeman. As much as I, I mean, saying that actually makes me puke in my mouth. I know. Devonta Freeman's the biggest piece of yeah. shit. And I think, you know, Dave deserves to never win. Edo might be better than Freeman. <laughs> what about, uh, how about, say, Jacobs and Connor versus Fournette and Lindsay? Who'd you rather have? <sighs> yeah. I think still Jacobs and Connor, I guess. Doesn't sound like you yeah. want to be in either situation. No, right? I don't. I really, I mean, Jacobs has been answer. solid, but with Oakland, you just, yeah. just never know. Yeah. It's the best part about Ty doing the podcast for two weeks and sitting out this week is uh, finally get to talk shit on his team. Yeah. yeah. Olsen's, Olsen's little hot, hot start came <laughs> to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I called Mike Evans Plexico Burris, he's been a monster, by the <laughs> yeah. way. So, uh,. Mike Evans or Julio Jones rest of the season? Who would you rather have? Just to, just to get a, you know, lick the finger, put it in the air on Mike hmm. Evans here, see where the wind's blowing. That's is he one. Is he really top five? Oh, man. That is a really tough one. I mean, he's been steady. I think he's broken 1,000 yards every year yeah. since he's been in. Yeah. Just always in spikes, but, you know. I mean, I just don't know what the hell is going on with the Falcons, so it's I almost have to say Evans because at least you know that Tampa's just, like, committed to chucking it. Yeah. Whereas the Falcons are just committed to, like, just sucking and losing to the fucking Titans. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. They put up 10 points. Yeah, it's weird, too, because I saw today that Matt Ryan's still second in the league in passing yards, so <laughs> are they going to Julio? 
Yeah. Or Austin Hooper. They're not going to Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, they've ignored him all season for some reason. He had that one. He had one twenty-point game against me. With, I think Fowler has him, but uh, so that's why I remember it. But otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's been terrible. Uh, or not? I don't know. I don't know if he's been terrible or just Matt Ryan's bad. But like you said, he's doing something. They well, just can't get the ball in the end zone. Just to let you guys know, top five fantasy wide receivers this year have been Keenan Allen number one, Chris Godwin number two. Hmm. Cooper Cup number three, Mike Evans number four, and Julio Jones number five. Wow. It's pretty nuts to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both in the top five. And we're not talking about Jameis Winston like he's like, you know, the new God quarterback. Like, we're just kind of, yeah, I guess Winston's all right, you know? Yeah, that's, that's very weird. And Evans was slow his first two weeks. He's only up there because he had a massive week three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put up like. Yeah. What, 30 points or something like that? 32 yeah. or something, 41. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Larry Fitz still dragging this corpse around. Oh, I love Larry Fitz, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he just pass Jerry Rice in something? He might have, yeah. Which is probably why he's still playing at this point. He's just trying to, you know, hunt some records down. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty good week from Ty. Russ, you expect more from Russell. Yeah. But Allen Robinson's look pretty like maybe the only piece of the Chicago offense that looks okay right now. Oh, by far the only piece. I don't want to touch anybody else with a ten foot pole in the Chicago offense. <laughs> no. Is Chase Daniel gonna turn him around? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Turn everyone to players. Chase probably. Daniel era. Second out. highest uh, PFF grade, Pro Football Focus for quarterbacks in Week uh, Four. Ooh, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. yeah. Chase getting his chance finally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. You know, it's too too early to judge for Ty and Dave. I feel like they both have teams where the names are good enough that we're all like, well, you know, they could come around. Or for Ty, we're like, you know, the names are good enough. And yeah, like, it's tough know. too. They both had some buys. I saw Dave had Robbie Anderson. Darna got mono, so hasn't been able to play. Oh, I know. Someone should pick up Sam Darna and make their team name Mono E Mono. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we got uh, our three matchups, so I'm sure everybody's going to be turning the podcast off now. We'll see you guys later. Because we're all good teams and uh, everybody that's not here kind of sucks. <laughs> Considering nobody else outside this, I don't know, Taiwan, high score, never mind. Jerry's still out on me. Don't worry, I'll edit that out so I don't sound stupid. Um, got Scott, Godfear and Christian, 114.18, defeating Casey Pine. Pine Tarko. No, I beat Girth Brooks. Oh, uh, defeating Girth Brooks, 101.20. That's Shaft's team. Yes, sir. Two own four teams in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chaff. Uh, yeah, Chaff's definitely had the toughest, pa- at least the past two weeks. I don't remember what's happened the first two, but this week I think was another example of Chaff having, having someone on the ropes, that being me, in this week, and just kind of slipping away. I think... Uh, when I was looking at the matchup late Sunday, or sort of midday Sunday, I was, I think I even texted Kevin, like, it's not looking good, um, especially because Cooper Cup hadn't gone off yet. Um, Keenan Allen was kind of obviously coming down from last week, and uh, Hollywood Brown continues to just kind of be non-existent. Um, it's, but, uh, yeah. Especially, it's, too, seeing what Robert's, Robert Woods did. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you didn't think Cooper Cup would still put up what he did. Yeah. And Cooper ended up with 121 yards, touchdown. Um, and and like Kevin had said earlier, I mean, obviously my uh, 
receivers have been overachieving so far. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup were two names in that top top five receivers in the league right now, which is I'm happy with. And then obviously adding Christian McCaffrey into the mix has been good. Aaron Jones might be the luckiest player, the luckiest fantasy player on the planet right now. Getting he, getting touchdowns when he needs them. Yeah, like the past two weeks, I think he's had less than. 30 yards rushing. Um, I don't know how many yards he had last week. Not much. It's funny. And they change coaches, and they still don't change the philosophy with Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's almost like nothing's different. And, I mean, the luckiest thing that happened is that uh, Jamal Williams just got knocked out of the game. Basically. First play. <laughs> yeah, first play of the game. And, like, I, I assume that if that hadn't happened, he was probably getting, like, 60% of the touches or something, but... Aaron Jones continues to just like stumble his way into these random touchdowns that saved me at the last minute, um, but I'm not expecting that that to continue. Jared Cook sucks big balls and uh, might be the worst tight end in the league at this point. Um, They're all bad. Yeah, I mean, like we said, the the tight ends are god awful in this league. Uh, Christian Kirk underachieving still, and and Kev, you were out of the room, but I was saying Hollywood Brown still not living up to my uh, spending half my fab bucks on. Trade him. Yeah. But I know Kev's in the market. Yeah. I'm still just going to keep but rolling him out there. I couldn't he's, have a bigger he, heart on for he's a, he's a guy that can win you a game yeah. or could possibly lose you a game. For sure. And he, he could have 150 and two touchdowns on four catches. <laughs> I want a Hollywood Brown like, Ravens jersey so bad. <laughs> just like the now. question is, can Lamar keep up what he's been doing? Yeah, and that's the real thing. Is Great that, question. Is, is Lamar better or worse than we thought he was when he was... Just he looked bad against the Browns. Is tape, is tape out there now for him passing? Yeah. And much rather teams would much rather him run the ball than try and pass the ball against them? Yeah, let's be real. He kind of sucks at passing. I mean, he's he's better than sucks, I guess, but he's not an average NFL quarterback. I mean, he's about Mason Rudolph level passing. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. He's it helps, backup level. It helps when all your matchups are, you know, one-on-one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're the threat to run, and everyone thought going into this year – they're just gonna run that Ingram and Gus Gus Edwards. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson's the quarterback one overall right now. Obviously, he doesn't finish there. Mahomes does, but does he finish number two? I mean, what do you guys think? End of season, where does he finish? I I think he finishes top five still. I think he does, but I think he'll definitely drop off from where he is. I just wonder. It depends on their defense a lot too. Like if they're if they're not giving up a lot of points and he's just sort of into can go into game manager mode. I think that affects them, but if their defense is kind of shitty, like they looked last week, um, he could be chucking a lot more than we think. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, he does make the dirtiest moves I've ever oh, seen. Though. Yeah, he made a couple couple guys look silly. Oh, he yeah, he looked really good running the ball. But quickly looking at Dan's team, he was all in on Buffalo New England being a very high scoring game. Yeah, which he's got. I mean, he had Knox, Edelman. John Brown, Josh Gordon. Yeah, iffy decision. It's a yeah. lot of you're you're putting all your cards in uh <laughs> on on one matchup yeah. to produce a lot of points. And it had a pretty low under over total going into the week. That's and I luckily benched Tom Brady who put up four points, but it was just kinda of seemed like it was gonna be an ugly game and it kinda of played out that way. Uh, but there was also a scenario where I could have seen the Patriots like winning by forty and we're all kinda of laughing that we thought even like Second guess ourselves on this game, um, but yeah, it was just it was a classic. Buffalo's just ready to injure people, you know, get messy with it. We do have to give Chaff a little credit because he started Wayne Gallman. Oh yeah, Pick and up, Dawson Knox, who was 
decent. Not, I mean, he got more points than Delaney Walker did. Yeah, this I mean, week. from your yeah. tight end, you can oh. put up seven point three. You're not mad. Oh, you wish would. for more. But oh, I would. I would pray to the gods above if Jared Cook could. Uh, you know. I mean, he literally doubled Jared Cook's points, and Jared Cook has his best game of the year. This so. is a good week for Jared Cook. Oh, yeah. this was a beautiful week. 3.6 points? That's the most I can ask for from that piece of shit. Jared Cook's a guy I get mad at because I'm like, if I had, if I was born into the body he has, oh. like, same with Mason Rudolph. If I was 6'5", 220, I'm sorry, I would be an NFL starting quarterback. There's no way I'd be worse than Mason Rudolph my current athletic abilities. <laughs> he, if he was my size... He wouldn't have even played a high school football. Like, I didn't play high school football. I guarantee it. Um, I'm going to take that silence as you guys agree <laughs> no, with me. That's, that's not no. a bad day. <laughs> no, I... I we, we, like, we like to think it, but... Half yeah. these guys are just born into this thing. Oh, like, no doubt They don't... I mean, whatever. I, I, I just hate Mason Rudolph. But anyways... <laughs> Is this the first time David Johnson got close to 100 yards rushing? 100 yards receiving. Oh, 40 yards receiving. rushing. Uh... Yeah, probably. Well, that makes sense with Kingsbury's offense. Real quick, though, I should mention, uh, we gave Chaff a pretty hard time for his 47-point week. Besides that, his point totals are 125, 115, and 101. So his team isn't a, a pushover necessarily. Not but Good enough to win those three scores. Well, and not that, apparently, apparently uh, not. <laughs> I mean, 4 but well, yeah. I was, uh, but I was matchups, reading, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading the... Um, the recap of my game, and it said something like, "If he had played my schedule, he'd be, I think, four and three and one or uh, whatever." Um, he's definitely had some tough matchups. He had to play. F- I think he he's had a couple close losses. Um, but yeah, I thought his team. I mean, is Gallman? Can we expect this from Gallman the rest of the year? I think we all thought he's not good, but I mean, I, I would love to see if he put up better numbers than Saquon in two of th- Saquon's three weeks, but. I mean, he has Daniel Jones to benefit from, a little bit of a passing game to keep defenses honest. I, I don't know. I Like, Gallman or Sony rest of the season, I'd rather have Gallman, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's an easy decision for me at this point. I still have weird faith in Sony, but it's he's going to be riding the bench for a while. Gallman or Joe Mixon, rest of the season? Gallman. Really? I get just because the Bengals just look so bad. Like I don't, I, I couldn't tell from last night. I think someone made a good point in the group me that Steeler, the combined record of this team, Steelers have played are ten and one. Obviously, our offense needs some work, but like Cincinnati, the fact that they only put up three points, they just look awful. And there's yeah. a chance that like they're no tanking what, on purpose. Yeah, yeah I mean, they have to. Yeah. Be. And if I were them, like I don't know if you're gonna tank, tank. Like I think they have to play the Dolphins this year too. They should just bench the starters for that game and still might win, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's looking bleak. Goldman can catch the ball at least, yeah. which Goldman, is always always big. Daniel, I wanted you here for this. Goldman or Gurley? Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? <laughs> I think I'd still do Gurley. Yeah, I'm going with Gurley. He, you know, he's not he's not a uh, number one running back right now, but he's still high number two according to points and everything. So he's the new uh, Mike Allstott. I just like that he he punched a couple in with not many rush yards. So yeah, I, it's a good sign that they're willing to use him around there. I had him in some drafting the Aaron, Aaron Jones treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about that game. It was you know I was sweating it the whole way until Cooper Cup scored. It was pretty much it did not look good for me. So I'm just happy to scrape by. 
I do think it's worthy of mentioning that Scott has the number one running back in fantasy and the number one wide receiver in fantasy right now. Yeah. Also the number three receiver. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that that's was, what we were talking about. Yeah, we were saying that when you stepped away. It was, uh, uh, okay, it's okay. definitely feeling good. Feeling good for uh, McCaffrey for basically just can keep you in any game. Oh, no doubt about it. That was the other thing that sort of sweat him. Like he'll hover around that 10 and you just know that you're sort of banking on him just breaking a huge one. At all times, but yeah, he's he's on a different level right now. And, uh, obviously, with the Barkley thing, it's a little easier to say, but I think, like Kevin said last week, anybody who was touting not picking Christian first is just a fucking idiot. Yeah, like I don't, I don't get. It. I mean, just like if Saquon was with the Panthers, I'd say draft him first. Yeah. But uh, why are you gonna? I mean, now now it's different with Daniel Jones in there, but you know. And, like, I guess you'd want to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that that's what they were thinking. Is like, oh, well, Eli will get benched midway. But even then, like, it just makes no sense. I don't get it. Yeah, McCaffrey, every time he touches the ball, it's it's a surprise if he doesn't get a first down, mm-hmm. no matter where the marker is. Like, that catch you had this weekend where he tipped it in the air and then dove and caught it and slid, like, three extra yards. Like, it's like, how many guys in the league can do that? Saquon couldn't do that. Well, yeah, I don't think so. Different types of player, but, you know. I think it's just surprising how sturdy he is. Like, you watch him break tackles. Yeah. And you're shocked sometimes. It's like, that high ankle two, isn't, hurting, uh, isn't hurting Christian McCaffrey, that's for sure. It's 250-pound backers got him, and he still yeah. slips out of it somehow. All these guys. All right, let's move on. So, this one's my game. Chubbawamba, 118.50. I uh, beat Mills, KC Pintarco. This time it's KC Pintarco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 81.8. Um, first thing is just the uh, the straight up vindictiveness of Mills trying to play Melvin Gordon against me. <laughs> On Sunday morning, he puts that guy in the lineup and he drops the goose egg, totally backfires. backfires made, me, made me feel pretty good about that, at least. <laughs> Especially with all the debates going on of who's better in the, in the group chat, there's a lot of. A lot of scuttlebutt. Kev's still saying he'd rather roll with Eckler all year, Eckler all year which I agree with. Um, and, like, all the all the talking heads just think that Gordon's just going to, like, jump right in, 15, 20 carries a game, goal line carries. Like, this guy hasn't played in weeks. Mm-hmm. He held out and got proved to be, a, like, a fucking dummy. And uh, I think Eckler's just better, but what the hell do I know? Yeah. Eckler's definitely looking better. And he catches the ball a lot better than Gordon does, yeah. which is huge. Seems faster, quicker, Here's a, hands. a stat from Bill Barnwell. That's why I asked Colts to feed like Bill Barnwell. Austin Eckler, first four starts in his career right here. Oh, I don't know about that. First four consecutive starts in his career. 490 total yards from scrimmage and six touchdowns. That was this year, first mm-hmm. four weeks. 490 yards, six touchdowns. Melvin Gordon never accrued those numbers over any four-game stretch of his career until his fourth year as a starter. So three years he was a full-time starter and couldn't hit those numbers. Austin Eckler did his first time trying. I I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, go ahead. Start Melvin Gordon. It's like the Saints thing with Kamara and Ingram. Like, you know what you're going to get with Gordon. You know what you're going to get with Kamara. It's pretty good. But, I don't know, you put Eckler or Kamara? You just got to think, though, how the NFL is anymore. Gordon's eventually going to touch him. Yeah. And Justin Jackson didn't play this week. He was out. So you maybe think if Gordon can salvage one, like punch one in, yeah. get like 20 yards, it's not a bad flex play. 
I mean, they did say Sunday morning, uh, Anthony Lynn said that Melvin Gordon was only going to play in emergency situations. So when I saw Mills put Melvin Gordon in there, I was <laughs> happy about that. Who did he, do we know who he benched for him? Um, Kenny like, Stills. Yeah, it doesn't look so like So he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, according to what I was paying attention to. Apparently A.J. Brown was the play. We all knew that going in, obviously, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's been weird this year. He, he's he's kind of like uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. It's like every time he has three catches and has a big game, it's because he has like a 50-yard yeah. screen for a touchdown or something like that. NFL should just fold Tennessee Titans. It shouldn't be a franchise. What's the point? There's no point in having the Tennessee Titans exist. After Steve McNair retired, they've been irrelevant. And that's like, Steve McNair's been dead for 10 years. He's been retired for longer than that. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie George is gone, and Frank oh, yeah. Wycheck. <laughs> yeah, and Marion has been a bomb since his one good year. And yet they're beating the, beating the Falcons by two touchdowns, which, uh, at home. Like, they went into Atlanta and beat the Falcons by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. What the, I, like... I just don't know what the hell's going on. It's a classic Falcons loss, I feel like. I think a big question for Mills is, with Tyreek Hill out, he's inching closer to coming back. But if the Chiefs stay undefeated, do they rush him back? Or do they make sure he's just healthy enough? Because, I mean, Mahomes is going to make basically any okay wide receiver good. Yeah. They don't need Tyreek yet, but they're going to take him. Yeah, They're going to get him back in there fast. Yeah. But will they put him in as much? Will it be every down, or do they do just uh, like half the plays? Yeah, and at that point, is he exciting to use for fantasy or not? Um, I don't know. But I mean, the big uh, big standout in this game, obviously, Nick Chubb went put up thirty-seven points, three touchdowns, one hundred sixty-five yards, and he looked like the Chubb of old, the Chubb we all expected. Look at the Chubb we all wanted. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny Chubb too because I was watching that game. And I was watching Mahomes in another league, so I was like, oh, Kevin might be having a down week this yeah, year. No. You know, Mahomes ain't doing it. I am having a down week. That's, that's and, my uh, down week right there. <laughs> and Chubb had a slow start still. Yeah. He wasn't killing it through the first quarter and a half. And then his all touchdown of a sudden, runs were sick, though. Yeah. The one where he cut back a bunch of times was nasty. He's, he's big and fast. I have to point out that I got 20 combined points from my. Three starting receivers, my tight end, and my defense combined, all five of them. Mm-hmm. And I still, still smack that ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't expect Chubb thirty-seven point eight. We can't expect uh, Dalvin Cook to go for seventy plus, seventy yards on the dot either, rushing and receiving. I gotta say, uh, Sammy Watkins just—I hate his guts. <laughs> I fucking hate him. He. General lack of effort. That's what that's what holds him back. And now I understand after having watched him, like he most threw a touchdown past him that was easy touchdown, and this Detroit player came out of nowhere with a flying fist and knocked it out of you know Watkins' mitts. And I was just like, dude, all you have to do is just hold yeah. that ball. This is his time to really shine too. Yeah. Hills out. He might be better with Hills or Hill yeah. there, but yeah. I mean, That's what's tough with Mahomes, though. He just he hits anybody. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. he's not pulling a bend where he has to throw the ball to AB. He's, he's literally throwing the ball to yeah. people I've never heard before. DJ Yelder, a t- new tight end, flood them in receiving for the first three quarters. Kev, do you have the – I mean, I think you probably have the best running back stable in the league right now. I think that's what's been 
Obviously, Mahomes carries you too, but uh, yeah. where do your running backs rank? Two, three, four. Two, three, four. There we go. Wrote that down. <laughs> Got running back two, running back three, and running back four. That is. I'll say quickly though that Cook, Dalvin Cook, needs a pass game or else teams are just gonna. He doesn't need. I hope they go past the box. dude. No way. Yeah, they are. No, the only th- every team stacked the box against them. The only team that had any success was the Bears. I mean, he's running back four right now. Sorry, running back three overall, and they have been facing stack boxes and running the ball the whole time. So I hope they they continue to do exactly what they're doing. They'll obviously have to make some adjustments, but I hope they just keep they, on. Uh, didn't Thielen and Diggs both weren't they both thousand yard guys like back to back years? They're both getting paid like ten plus mil a year, and Cousins gets got making nervous. They're eventually yeah. gonna start throwing. Well. That's up to them, but uh, and it's really in, Mike Zimmer's a horrible head coach and has no idea what he's doing coaching football. And it's in Cousins' DNA. Yeah. It's killing him not being able to throw the ball. Not being able to chuck interceptions. Yeah. He hates it. His palms are sweaty every time he throws completions. Put up 5,000 yards and 20 touchdowns and 10 picks. This is the week to catch me. I think, I think Dan has a good shot against me next week, but, I mean, this is the week to catch me. We'll have to see about that. Looks like Adams is going to be out. Is he really? They're talking about turf toe. Yeah, turf toe. That ended, uh, ended Mean Joe Green's career. You never know what could happen. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. They just didn't have a, have a medication for turf toe back then. <laughs> yeah, they just they, didn't have uh... can, uh I mean, if you think about it, like it's one of those weird injuries where, like, obviously your it's toe like tennis is, elbow. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird thing where you just never run the same. You're never as fast as you were. You lost a step. I don't know. But uh, I'm sure they've – I'm sure science has come far enough that – Something can be done. Something, hopefully. Or they shove enough pills down their throat. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's probably option A. Well, speaking of Danny's team, we'll end with a high score of the week. Danny, Carson City Girlies, 136.90, defeating Grant, Grant, 96.98. Danny was the only player this week to exceed his Yahoo projected point total. Wow. Holy. Man, that's a little surprising. That is. Yeah, or just, you know what it really means though? Another it's exhibit B, C, D, and E that Yahoo just they're just fucking idiots. They don't know what the hell. And we've had these conversations before where if you're watching their uh, the percentages they give teams to win, and like it'll be like seventy thirty in someone's direction, and then one like ten yard run or like a, a field goal, and all of a sudden it swings the other way. And it's just something with how they calculate these projected points makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. At all, and it never adds up, and they always like it. Just it just never, never works, and then they manipulate it on the back end to make it seem like they got closer than they did. I just yeah, and they go off and rage over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate, hate it so much. Well, they go off their ratings, and yeah. I think if you're looking at their their rankings and stuff like yeah. that, you're just yeah, you could be uh, suspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're playing with a hand behind your back. And the other thing they do, like, um, and sorry to take away time from from this matchup, but I noticed something that they did. There was a game last night I was looking at where, like, um, Fowler's, Fowler's matchup, he was winning. Um, who was he playing again? It doesn't matter, but whoever he was playing had no players left, and Fowler had Juju Smith, okay? And it was already ahead in points, so he was up by, like, 20 or – or he's up by six. Juju still has to play. The other – his opponent doesn't have any players left, and they were giving him a 94% chance to win. So they were saying there was a 6% chance that Juju Smith 
would have negative six points. Zero yards and three fumbles. Yeah. Like, they were saying a fucking 6% chance. And then there was a game, I think it was Kevin's game or whoever's game, or no, it might have been your game, Dan. They were giving you a 99% chance, and, or it was somebody's game where they were giving someone a 99% chance and the other team had players left. Or like the, or it was might have been when you had the Steelers D. Did you have the Steelers D? And like you were debating whether to bench him and not yeah, take Yeah, I was thinking points. about that. Like stuff like Inserty that just had, makes no yeah. sense. And certainly had John Ross who, who knows that the Steelers might let him have like yeah. 200 yards and three touchdowns. Did mm-hmm. you? I was that was my first question for you was like, did it ever cross your mind because you had the high point? You had a you had point four points ahead of Kev heading into that game for high point week. Yeah. And did you ever did it cross your mind to maybe just bench the Steelers D and just guarantee that you get the high points at the risk of losing the week? Or I guess if you lose the week, then you yeah. lose high point too, but. But I saw Ty before the Steeler game last night at a tailgate, and I was talking to him about this. And I was like, do I hold him? Because if Ross goes off, there's always that chance. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I didn't want to. And I did feel confident about the – I mean, it's, it's the Bungles. So it's, yeah. Pittsburgh, we'll Monday night. Mm-hmm. It's like, if they got negative, I could live with that. But it's like defense don't go negative that much. No, even really. bad weeks is one or two points. So yeah, the Ravens scored a point from this week. They're up forty points. Yeah, the big thing for me was Adams and Woods showing up finally. Mm-hmm. They've had rough starts. I figured Woods would eventually. They spread the ball around so much. Yeah, he was. Bound it's been. Up. Yeah, I feel like it's been bound. And can Cooper Cup keep up just being like? Top dog. Yeah, I sure. It's a question so. for Scott. So, <laughs> I sure so that's, so, that's good for him putting up big points, and Cup did. Yeah. Then Adams, of course, goes off. Was actually close to having three touchdowns, basically. Yeah. Tripped up at the five, and two others that were right there that got tipped last second. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down with turf toe. So, <laughs> what do we have to see about that? This is a hilarious matchup: Deshaun Watson and Devonta Adams versus Aaron Rodgers and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That, I, yeah. That, and I guess who got the better of it? I guess barely. It was closer Dan. than we would have thought. Dan yeah, by Dan about three got points. Um, yeah, Deshaun obviously a disappointing game because of. Like, I mean, I don't even think Carolina's D is that good. I think it's Bill O'Brien problem. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was watching O'Brien. a little bit, and Watson was literally two yards. You know, if he threw him shorter. To Hopkins and uh, Fuller, yeah, like it was only their two chances basically where they were open deep, and he missed them both times. Mm-hmm. Like had the guy beat if he hits him in stride, touchdowns. But you know, I'll take I'll take a W and high points with Watson and Fuller not not putting up over fifteen combined. Yeah. It's big time. We touched on it earlier, but Gurley finally living up to everything we kind of imagined him being, even if they have him as, like, a glorified Jerome Bettis goal line from, like, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Take it. We'll take and it. who knows? What does another loss do? That's been my thing. If they keep losing, not using him, I wonder if he starts getting the ball. They just paid him. He's going to complain out loud soon. It's yeah. only a matter of time before he complains out loud. In this game, I mean, he still had seven catches, 54 yards. He, had, he wasn't catching any balls before that. And the game forced them to do that. High points. One of the weirdest games, like, uh, so uh, we have a survivor pool that Coldits put together, and I would say, like, 75% of the league was left heading into this week, and everybody got wiped except five teams by this L.A. game because everybody took, the, a lot of people took the Rams, including myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, suicide might be an option. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of the strangest games of the weekend, second strangest only maybe to uh, 
that Lions-Chiefs game that we had talked about where the fishiest line of all time, Vegas puts out a six and a half. I think Danny might have mentioned it might have moved to like seven. But like, I mean, there's no reason why the Chiefs shouldn't be like, like laying ten points to the Lions. Like, the line made no sense. Everybody was hammering the Chiefs all week, and then Vegas just fucking raked it in. Um, at the end, the Lions probably even could have won that game. So a lot of strange, strange football. And I feel like this always happens in week four, or like these weeks three and four where some weird upsets happen, weird shit happens in fantasy, and like we yeah. saw that. Jared Goff threw the ball 70 times. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> that is incredible. Well, thank you, Jared. Speaking of uh, weird football, everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is good now because he had a good game. So uh, congratulations, guys, for just relying on his reputation as a good quarterback. Even though he hasn't done anything since 50 touchdown season. But I agree with that. But so I, wait, hold he's on. throwing to Devontae, so it's working. <laughs> I got some stats here. So got them written down if you guys can see them. Player A, 91 of 146, 62.3 completion percentage. 1,069 passing yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Player B, 84 of 121 for a 69.4 completion percentage. 905 yards, seven touchdowns, one pick. Who would you rather have? Yeah, I guess player B, higher completion percentage, close enough in yardage, more touchdowns. I guess I'd take player B. Yeah, yeah I'd probably take B as well. Well, obviously A is Aaron Rodgers. You know who B is? <laughs> Gardner, Gardner Minshew. I was going to say Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> nope, it's Gardner Minshew. Minshew. So Aaron Rodgers having uh, just about a good of a, good of a year as Gardner Minshew. So let's all check ourselves after his 422 two-touchdown performance. Because Could this have something to do with the mustache? Because Gardner maybe inherited Rodgers' mustache Ooh. and took his powers. That, I think, is something that we need to think about. I agree. Rodgers' ultimate bitch move. Like, he had a great mustache going. <laughs> Almost looked exactly like he looked like a cop that would pull you over for, like, you know, what were you doing this night? You know, like, uh, why are you out this late? Uh-huh. Last curfew. Like, he'd be that kind of cop. You have a couple beers? No? <laughs> Not one? A glass of wine? I mean, I don't know. I but hate Rodgers. I do like it's good to see Jalen Samuels on my bench finally getting a chance. He might be better than James Conner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He looked really good. But if the Wildcat stays around a little bit, yeah. he's got he's got he's got the passing option, rushing option, just and receiving. Time, just in time for the matchup with me. Make your decision difficult. <laughs> what? We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Then the classic James White just puts up enough to to be there. Yeah, just enough to keep going. He'll get you between nine and ten points, no matter what. Three carries, two receptions, whatever. And then looking at back to the trade. So Colts is getting Metcalf. He just put up 1.1. Singletary's hurt on the bench. And Penny's hurt, hurt on the bench. Yeah, it could yeah. be interesting. So, it's a down payment for sure. Yeah, it is. It's a futures <laughs> move. He's just banking on, I mean, I think he's just banking on the, the running back surge we have is, is my best guess. But it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. one to look at. We're definitely going to revisit this later on in the, in the year. Know, we'll keep that on a week to week. This is uh it's a good point. We're taking a full circle. If we end this podcast in the next 15 seconds, we're under an hour. So, yeah. should we wrap it up? Let's wrap her up. Let's wrap her up. Huh? Let's wrap it up. Sponsored by Trojan, baby. Sponsored uh-huh. by Trojan. Go I guess get we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Catch you guys next week.